Greetings, Internet listeners. This is Mr. Announcer with The Complacence Podcast. The Complacence originally aired from September 1995 to June 1996, live on WNUR-FM, Evanston, Illinois. On this episode of The Complacence, it should be a nice, relaxing day at the recording studio, but the members of the band end up having adventures anyway. Meanwhile, the Manhattan branch of the Major League Super Crime Busters battles bizarro versions of themselves, and the Detroit branch of the Major League Super Crime Busters battles Urban Decay. The next voice you hear is coming to you from May 18, 1996. You're listening to Freeform on WNUR, where the sketch comedy of The Complacence is coming up shortly. The sketch comedy of The Complacence, coming up within minutes, well, a certain number of minutes, here on WNUR Freeform. The sketch comedy of The Complacence, coming up in mere moments, and I really mean it this time. The Complacence, starring The Complacence. Everybody hop inside, around the world on a magic ride, big time adventure and fun, rock and roll music for everyone, so take my Last week, Quonset Pizza personnel Pimples and Kaiser Schustoffel plus supervillain Blitzkrieg Man got several unexpected surprises. For one thing, it turned out they weren't in hell after all, but in beautiful downtown Detroit. And for another thing, they encountered the Detroit branch of the Major League Super Crime Busters, whose leader, Den Mother, promptly traded the three of them to the notorious Big Gang for two first-round picks and a hostage to be named later. The big gang's unmarked van is now proceeding towards the upper-class suburb of Gross Point. Which street are we on? Eight Mile Road? Nine Mile Road? Why can't you ever remember how to get to our headquarters? Stop and let me drive. Okay. I'll just look for a place to pull over. Just stop in the middle of the street. No one's around anyway. That's right. I forgot nobody ever uses these streets. No, not since we took control of this town and several of its suburbs. Are we there yet? We'll be there soon enough. 
<laughs> what are you going to do with us? You know, that's a good question. Why don't we have you cook pizzas for us? Oh, that sounds fine. As long as I don't have to perform any manual labor. I'm kind of a 98-pound weakling. Yeah, and I, I can't perform any manual labor either, since I am in ethereal form. Oh, that's right. Remind me to see if I can bring your latent omniscience to the surface. But it doesn't matter, because we have all the manual labor we need right here. And he can't even complain about it. Uh, is that just because he was made deaf and dumb by your predicament? Our predicament? I thought that you needed make a left there. No, I'm pretty sure it was a right. But we're on the road to Canada. Are you sure? Look at the sign. Speed limit 90. That's one of the joke signs we put up, remember? What, ab what about that one? Last exit before Canada? I don't know, maybe. Do you have a map? Of course I don't have a map. We own this town. That would be like having a map of your house. I have a map of my house right here. In case there's a fire, I need to know how to escape. Oh, I'll never see my house again. Quiet. Let me think. A right, a left, and another right. Where's the lake from here? Why don't we just stop and ask directions? Who would we stop and ask directions of? There's a bunch of circus trailers in front of that building over there. There are? There are! In fact, those circus trailers belong to the Quimby, Quimby, and Quimby combined shows Traveling Freak Show, most recently set up in Manhattan, but now having moved to Detroit. The Freak Show's star attraction, a strongman who happens to go by the name Dr. Patriot. Are you sure this is the, the Silver Dome? These are the directions they gave me on the phone. I called Detroit Directory Assistance and asked. This looks more like an abandoned skyscraper than a domed stadium. I'm sure it looks different on TV. Just as long as more people show up here than showed up in Manhattan. At least we don't have Chet the Man God competing for our audience here. We're far enough away from that scene that we shouldn't have any problems. Except the usual ones. I think I'm about to ripen. Can you hold on for a little while, Eggplant Girl? It's almost time for the one o'clock show. Are you ready, talking rat? Yeah, as ready as I ever am. Course it all, Titan Dr. Patriot. I haven't, haven't been able to get it off Then me. let's go. Step right up, ladies and gentlemen. Come see the world's oldest hugging rat in captivity. Come see the strong man tear right through the yellow pages, including the coupon section. Could you help us? Certainly. Let's see, there are six of you, so 50 cents each, that's 450. Don't spot her, guys. Get a discount. Wait a minute. Six of us? One, two... Three, four, five. Oh, the gentleman mumbling into a walkie-talkie isn't with you? Rufus HQ. Rufus HQ. They don't suspect a thing. Repeat, they don't suspect a thing. I stowed away in their van. We are now stopped at a freak show called the Third Bank National Bank Building. Ahem. Over and out. Oh, yes, I am in the big gang. But I'll pay for my own ticket, if that'll help. Oh, it's not the money. It's the fact that I've never seen you before. It's all right. He's a friend of mine. He is, is he? I guess that's all right. Are you going to buy tickets or aren't you? We should... Why should we have to buy tickets? We own this town. You should be buying tickets from us. Oh, are you from the Silver Dome Management? The what? Wait. I think I know what this is about. Did you call Detroit Directory Assistance to get directions to the Silver Dome? Yes, I did. Ha, ha, ha. We answer all calls to the Detroit Directory Assistance, and we always give wrong information. So this isn't the Silver Dome? 
What's going on out here? I can't hold the phone book forever. Back to Patriot! Blitzkrieg, man! He can talk. What are you doing here? It is a long story, but what are you doing in the freak show? I was kicked out of the Major League Super Crime Busters, replaced by a ripoff. Being excessively patriotic was my original concept. That is too bad, but let me introduce you to the poltergeist Kaiser Soze Schustafel and Pimples, and these two from the gang that has been terrorizing the city of Detroit and has driven all the people out. Uh, Well, nice to meet you all, although it's nicer to meet you two than to meet you two. Uh, But what about the Detroit branch of the Megas... of the Major League Super Crime Busters? Oh, it's awful, Dr. Patriot, sir. They're completely corrupt. They sold us three to this gang in exchange for being left alone for a while. That's right. Even the major super league, even the super major, whatever the, uh, what's it called again? That's uh, the major league super crime busters. Oh, yes. Even the major league super crime busters are no match for the big gang. Speak of the devil. It's it's not often a, a freak show comes to town. That's right. And it's nice to take the afternoon off. Walk over here and enjoy it. Looks like we're not the only ones here. Uh-oh. What are you doing here? You're on our turf, Major League Super Crime Busters. Come to get these three back? Well, forget <coughs> it. No refunds. We don't want them back. We just came out to enjoy a freak show. Besides, this is clearly our turf. Wait a second. Dan Mother, is that you? Dr. Patriot? What happened? Back in 74, we were a couple of kids, fresh from Major League Super Crime Busters Technical School, ready to take on the world. I was head of the class, so naturally I went to Manhattan. You were just behind me, and you chose Detroit. I got a dose of real life when I got here. But don't you see? It doesn't have to be this way. You don't have to be... You don't have to let this this loser ruin your life. We can we can <coughs> team up and defeat him. Really? Would, would that involve doing some actual work? Oh, man, I can't stand work. But think how good you'll feel when you've defeated this gang and Detroit can go back to being the proud American city it once was. It's just been so hard ever since Corn Muffin and the electromagnetic wave disappeared. What? You, you need some more personnel? Well, well, I've got some right here. Major League Super Crime Busters Roll Call. Jiffy Lube. Overhaul. Junkyard. Eggplant Girl. The Rat. Um... Ah, we'll think up something for you later. Dr. Patriot! And I'm the den mother. Rufus to HQ! Rufus to HQ! Didn't you forget someone? Uh, uh, I don't think so. Uh, You forgot about electromagnetic wave! Oh. Oh, and me, I'm Corn Muffin. Electromagnetic wave? Corn Muffin? But where have you been all this time? I hatched a plan to infiltrate and destroy the big gang from the inside out. And today it has all come to fruition. That's right. I had myself frosted and went undercover as Cupcake. Eleven years I've been with the gang and I finally worked my way up to being Big's right-hand man. And I recruited hundreds of thousands of people, hand-picked them. Everyone in the big gang is on our side. You're out of business, Big. I should have known you were the electromagnetic wave. The ever-present two-way radio should have tipped me off. And that's why I didn't dare show my face until just as the plan was falling into place. Curses foiled again. So, does anyone want to see Dr. Patriot rip a phone book in half or not? 
And so, having made the city safe for regular people again, the Detroit branch of the Major League Super Crime Busters throws a welcome party for its new members. Can we go over the retirement plan one more time? It's all in the employee manual, Blitzkrieg man. Welcome aboard! I never got stock options when I was a villain! I would like to thank Joe for taking a chance on letting a poltergeist join your organization. Well, we could always use someone who's occasionally omniscient. I'm also glad to be fighting crime again. And I'm glad that this building is air-conditioned. Well, it looks like you won't be needing me anymore. I'll be outside sulking if you need me. Hold on there, Pimples. We got together and got you these. <gasps> Who certifies that Philip Parkinson, better known as Pimples, is hereby on this date, etc., etc., named an associate member of the Major League Super Crime Busters and is entitled to all the honors and privileges granted to the holder of such a title? I can't believe it. How did you find out my real name? I forgot what it was a long time ago. Uh, it was one of my flashes of omniscience. Now open the envelope. <gasps> A train ticket back to the big city of California. How did you know? I figured you needed to be back with your real family at Quonset Hut Pizza. Kaiser, I'll never forget you oh, and Blitz Creek Man. I re I'll remember all the great times we had together. And I'll ah. miss you most of all, Den Mother. Oh, yeah. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Overhaul, Jiffy Lube. Take him to the train station, huh? Not while he's got that dreamy look on his face. Snap out of it, kid. Wait a minute! I just remembered. I don't have a superhero name yet. You're listening to The Complacence on WNUR. Last Tuesday on The Curtain, The Curtain was doing undercover work for the City of California Major League Super Crime Busters. Meanwhile, announcer man with his girlfriend, announcer biker chick, headed for the international mecca of announcers in order to speak with the supreme announcer. Back at Major League Super Crime Busters headquarters, the absence of several members was duly noted, and meanwhile on the villain front, Dr. Nightmare recruited Chet the Man-God and Malevolent Woman, formerly Benevolent Girl, into his sinister hood of evil villains. Hmm, looks like trouble brewing. Let's fast forward past a relatively uneventful week and rejoin the curtain as he arrives home from the city of California with his new pals Monkey Boy and Bizarro Blitzkrieg Man. So, this is it, guys? Nice digs, Curtis. I am very pleased with this living establishment. Hello, Debbie. Debbie, oh. sorry. I'm so happy to see you. My larynx slipped. Curtis, you're back. I sure have missed you these past few weeks. I miss you too, Debbie. These are my new friends, Monkey Boy and Bizarro Blitzkrieg Man. Salutations, milady. Guten Tag. Hello. It's nice to meet you. Will you two be staying here long? Just for the next few days. Our fortress is being fumigated. Did anything interesting happen while I was gone? Oh, no, not really. Spacebird took Benevolent Girl's place on the team. Yeah, I saw that on the news. <clears throat> Hambones? <laughs> You're back? How was your trip? It was exciting, Mr. Shammy. There's nothing like visiting a big city. Of course, I live in a big city, so I guess I visit a big city every day, but never mind. Well, you just had a long drive. You need to go upstairs with me and, uh, rest. Oh, but we were teleported back here by announcer lad. But that must have drained you. No, really, I'm not tired at all. Curtis, come upstairs with me now. But why? Suddenly, Debbie gives Curtis a look of smoldering lust. Oh. That's why. 
Curtis is a lucky man. And Debbie is a lucky woman. And uh, I'm going to introduce you to the rest of the Manhattan branch of the Major League Super Crime Busters. Yeah, if you'll follow me. A short time later, after Curtis and Debbie have finished dancing their horizontal tango between the sheets. You know, Debbie, that time I was away from you really gave me time to think. Think about what? Oh, you know, things like politics and religion and the state of public schools and other things. Like what? Oh, like what dreams mean and what non-alcoholic beer really should taste like and how I should propose to you. What? Debbie? Yes, Curtis? Will you marry me? Oh, Curtis, it's beautiful. Thank you. Here's the ring. It fits like a glove. And a glove will fit over it. So how about it? Yes, Curtis. Yes, I will marry you. And I'm very glad you asked. I know you've wanted this for a long time. No, it's not just that. Well, what is it? Well, you know those birth control pills, those test ones that I was taking? The free ones? Yeah. Anyway, it turns out that I was in the sample who were given placebos. <laughs> Debbie, what are you saying? I'm... I'm pregnant. Oh, my God! How far along are you? Six months. And you're still unusually thin and sexy. You don't think I've been getting fat? Whoa, hey, now, that... Now that I look at it, whoa, yeah, you are pregnant. Quantum Mechanic did an ultrasound this morning. The baby is healthy. Well, this changes everything. We need to get married soon or our child will be a bastard. And I don't want any child of mine to be a bastard. Don't worry. It won't be a bastard. It'll be a bitch. You mean it's a girl? Yup. Oh, wow, this is amazing. I'm going to have a daughter. I'm the father, right? Yes, Curtis. Wow, you need to take maternity leave. Already taken care of. I'm off the Major League Super Crime Busters for as long as I need to be. Well, I'm going to call around and see if any clergy are available to do the wedding this weekend. Curtis, don't forget your pants. Meanwhile, at Crime Central... Pay attention, my sinisterhood of evil villain. This is my plan to conquer the world. Step one, destroy the Major League Super Crime Busters. Step two, overthrow the governments of every nation in the world. Step two is fairly self-explanatory, but I'm sure you are all wondering about the details of step one. I know I sure am. As am I. Patience, Captain Kilo and Bizarro announcer man. All will be revealed in due course. Bizarro Monkey Boy did not sign up for course. Silence, Soap, and get back over there with the Bizarro Gang. My diabolical battle plan begins with an attack on the exterior of your watch. And the fortress of Major League Super Crime Busters by Bizarro Monkey Boy, Blitzkrieg Man, Bizarro Lady Victory, and Seam Ripper, and Admiral Strong. Following that, Bizarro Curtain, Bizarro Mini Blinds, Bizarro Furry Kitten, Captain Killer, and Bizarro Super American will enter the building and do battle with the heroes. Meanwhile, Bizarro Benevolent Girl, Malevolent Woman, and Bloody Murder will arm the energy core of the building with a nuclear device which we shall detonate upon winning the battle. It will finish them once and for all. Bizarro announcer man, you will lead the outside attack. Chet the man god, you will lead the attack from the inside. And I will help the ladies on the core. Any questions? Yes, Bizarro quantum mechanic? Uh, what do I do? You, fool, are completely useless. You can stay here and sleep. Oh boy, I like to sleep. 
Except I keep changing my bed into rocks. Any other questions? Dr. Nightmare, some news just came in on my announcer wire. It seems that Monkey Boy and Bizarro Blitzkrieg Man are staying at the Manhattan Fortress now. Bloody murdering Captain Killer, what is your analysis? This changes the stakes, but only slightly. It implies that Bizarro Monkey Boy and Blitzkrieg Man will be tied up during the battle, fighting their doubles. If assistance on either side at any time during the battle, then the unassisted super being will be defeated. It is my recommendation that the two affected members of our squad team up to fight one double and then the other. That way they would be more swiftly defeated, freeing up two of our powerful fighters for mass destruction. Excellent suggestion, Captain Killo. Were you boys listening? With all three ears, Herr Nightmare! Me will do just what Blitzkriegy does. Excellent. I'm so terribly glad that villains will join you automatically when you free them from prison. Meanwhile, back at the fortress... Any luck, Curtis? Nah, Mr. Sinister, Mr. Minister Sinister Minister was busy. And I tried the good minister, and I tried preacher man, but all I got was his son. And flamboyant priest is tied up in the Vatican. Oh, well, don't give up. If all else fails, we'll have quantum mechanics build us a robot priest. Meanwhile, down the hall... There. Just a few more adjustments to this robot priest, and then you and me will be able to get married, Spacebird. What is married? Well, it's when two people who are very close join together. So we are married every night? No, 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 no. Not that way. I mean, join together spiritually. Will forever. You, will you live forever? I'm working on that invention right now, but this is more important. Should I destroy this robot priest? No, uh, not now. Maybe after we're done. Suddenly, there was a loud knock at the quantum mechanic's door. Come in. Hello, Quanti. I came by to talk. What is that? Nothing. Is that a robot priest? Nope. No, it's not. It's a vacuum cleaner. How, then, do you explain the collar? Um... You're uh, going to get married, aren't you? So I am. What do you care? Oh, I don't care. Why would I care? I dumped you, remember? I don't mind that you're marrying this creature from outer space that you met two weeks ago after only having been apart from me for a month. You bastard. Why has Lady Victory run away sobbing? Um, must be that time of the month. Perhaps I should go offer her a sanitary napkin. No, I don't think that would help her. Meanwhile, downstairs, Mr. Shammy and Super American play ping pong. <clears throat> nice shot, Super American. Uh... Thanks. Mr. Shammy, I've been practicing, you know. Say hey, everyone. What's up? Oh, uh, announcer man, how was the trip? It was fantastic. While at the seminar, I learned a fancy new trick to destroy bizarro superheroes. Well, don't you go using that around me now. Oh, announcer man, this is bizarro Blitzkrieg man and monkey boy. It is a pleasure. Why, yes. Where is furry kitten? Um, I think he's in the windowsill. He could be sleeping in the sink. You might want to check around. Thanks. Meanwhile, in Lady Victory's room... Hello, Creamsicle Studios. May I please speak to Johnny Angelo? Who? Johnny Angelo talking at you? Hi, Johnny. This is Lady Victory. Do you remember me? Lady Vicky? Why, of course I remember you, darling. What's shaking? Well, I was wondering if you wanted to catch a movie with me and then, uh, have a passionate affair. Baby, that's the only kind I have. Hey! Oh, except for the one I had with Fig's mama. Great! How's tonight? 
Oh, tonight's bad, Vicky baby. We're going on tour tonight. But I'll call you when I get back, okay? Well, uh, okay. Johnny, if we don't leave soon, we're gonna have missed our gig at the Masonic Temple. Get off the phone. Sorry, baby. I gotta go. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Uh, oh, uh, bye. Meanwhile... It's good to see you, too, furry kitten. My trip went well. There's something I need to tell you, though. Well, I trust you more than I do the others. It's about announcer biker chick. Meow? No, but she did tell me a secret she had heard on the announcer wire. That Dr. Nightmare had busted all his old lackeys out of prison. Meow! And what's more, I didn't pick this up with my announcer sense. My powers must be failing. You may be right. I may be crazy, but I don't know. Back upstairs. It's like I can't follow any announcer cues anymore. Meow. What? Oh, no. I didn't even notice. Sorry. I think I'm going to ha go have my powers looked at. And Debbie and I will thank you both kindly for leaving our room so we can get it on in celebration of our engagement and imminent child. You didn't have to make them leave, Curtis. We aren't going to get it on. I think once today is enough, don't you? Especially seeing as how I'm six months pregnant. Yes, it's far too early to give our little baby girl sex education. Suddenly there was a knock at the door. Come in. Come in, I said. Jeez. Hey, there's no one out here. Uh, maybe someone else's door is getting knocked on. Well, the hallway is empty. I wonder what's going on. You stay in bed, Debbie. I'm going to find out. Major League Super Crime Busters assemble! The fortress is under attack! Oh no! I was afraid this would happen! Why didn't you tell us it would happen? Because everything I ever say comes true! Meow! Shush! I don't want them to know yet! What's the alarm? What's the alarm? Various super strong villains are battering away at the outside of the fortress. We need to stop them, or there will be one serious damage bill. Announcer man! Can you get us outside? Uh, suddenly the Major League Super Crime Busters are outside. Thank goodness. All right, villains. We've seen some of you before, and some of you are new faces. But we're going to stop you even if we've met you before or not. Major League Super Crime Busters roll call. Meow! Mr. Shammy! Super American! The Curtain! Announcer Man! The Quantum Mechanic! Space bird. Monkey boy. Zero Blitzkrieg man. And I'm Lady Victory. Go get them, everybody. No, oh, no. Look, Lady Victory. Some of the villains are running into the fortress. They look murderous. We'll split up. Mr. Shammy, why don't you, furry kitten, monkey boy, quantum mechanic, and space bird fight inside while the rest of us will do battle out here? Can do. Let's go. The ensuing battle is as vicious as it is destructive of nearby property. Lady Victory handily defeats her inferior Bizarro counterpart and teaches the Seam River a thing or two about looking really close at brick walls. The curtain, meanwhile, KOs Admiral Strong and Bizarro Monkey Boy with his curtain rod. Bizarro Blitzkrieg Man trips up the real McCoy with his flitty evasive maneuvers, and the battle favors the heroes until... Suddenly, the unconscious villains got up and started fighting some more. Oh no, Bizarro Announcer Man! What's wrong, Announcer Man? Can't use your power? Maybe that's because I stole it. Do you recognize this voice? I swiped all 
all your power. Pretty good girl voice, huh? Well, you may have taken my power, but I have one last defense. Sick Semper Bizarras. Suddenly, the Bizarro counterparts begin to dissolve in puffs of smoke. Nine, I have much to live for. We'll meet again, Bizarro Blitzkrieg man. Ah, I'm fading away. Fading away, Tickles. I could have been a contender. Good work, announcer man. Thanks. Say, my powers have returned. What do you say we go inside and kick some ass? Attention, members of the Major League Super Crime Busters fighting outside. Chet the Man God speaking here. We don't know how you made all our bizarro heroes disappear in puffs of smoke, but we wanted you to know that in order to refill our ranks, Nightmare and I have just transformed everyone on your team that is inside into their dark personae. Now, you shall do battle with Dark Shammy. You're going to be all wet. Dark Furry Kitten. Wow. Dark Quantum Mechanic. Where should I put all these nukes I just built? Dark Space Bird. I am very dark now. And Dark Monkey Boy. Here we go again. Have fun. Boy, it doesn't look like the remaining members of the Major League Super Crime Busters are going to have very much fun battling the members of their own team. Can they possibly win and have enough energy to left to defeat the remainder of the sinisterhood of evil villains? Find out in two weeks as the curtain closes when you will hear Bucky say, I'm sick and tired of waiting for my line. I'm leaving. You're listening to The Complacence on 89.3 WNUR-FM Evanston, Chicago's Sound Experiment. It's another peaceful, sunny morning at Adrian Creamsicle Studios, recording home of the Complacents. That's right, just another peaceful, sunny day. Good morning, Alanis. Oh, good good morning, Mr. Creamsicle. Say, you look fresh and well-rested, and you're five minutes early. Really? Well, I did have an especially restful sleep. I even woke up before the alarm went off. Very good, sir. So, Alanis, what's on the itinerary for today? You've almost finished recording that album to replace the one that we recorded while we were replacing the replacement. I mean, com- com- compla- the, the complacents. Well, they were stranded in that place up in space. Today, you're just finished finishing up some overdubs. Really? No aggravating interviews? No annoying public appearances? None of that stupid paperwork? No, sir. Just a few overdubs. This is what you call an easy cheesy day. I'll say. Well, you keep up. You just keep up the good work. I'll just go check in the studio. Say, Alanis, did you, did you, did you just call me, sir? Well, I suppose I did. Well, how do you like that? This is a special day. Hey guys. What the? Hey. I'm trying to record, Oh, jeez, jeez, I'm sorry. I, uh, no, I didn't know. It, Come on, uh, Gunner. Your guitar's gone direct into the mixing board. Adrian didn't mess up nothing. You just lost your concentration. Hey, I'm trying to put my entire soul into this part. My instrument must express the horror, yet calm dignity of a Korean monk who is about to burn himself to death in protest. But just when he changes his mind, he accidentally lights the gasoline anyway. I don't get it. I mean, how do you say all that with just a dumb old guitar? Expression, Fig. You express yourself through the instrument, and you bend notes. 
But it still doesn't make any sense. I mean, what's the monk protesting? He's protesting the government's force limit on population growth. That's why the song's called Baby, Baby, Baby. I thought we agreed to call it Gotta Have My Baby. Well, why don't we call it If You Really Love Somebody, Set Them On Fire. Shut up, Fig! Hey, guys, guess what? What, Fred? I just finished counting all the holes in the soundproofing tiles. All the holes in the soundproofing tiles? Those things cover all the walls and the ceiling. That's right. I started counting them at our very first recording session when I wasn't doing anything during our Swami Salami demo. I just finished now while I wasn't doing anything while you were recording Baby, Baby, Baby. Gotta have my baby. So how many holes are there anyway? I'll tell you, there's 719,400, and Fig, don't you dare throw those darts. What? I'm trying to play darts. Fig, how many darts have you thrown? You're making more holes in the wall. How many darts have you thrown? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I just finished counting. I'll have to start all over again. Ah, what a refreshing return to normalcy. Gunnar has regained his passion for music. Johnny is no longer infected with a biomechanical space virus. Fig's back from Atlantic City, and Fred is still possessed by the devil in the details. Here we are again, just one big happy family. Speaking of which, there's someone to see you, Mr. Creamsicle. That's right, there's someone here to see you. Uh, Fanny, the woman whose child I mothered and fathered. Alanis, I told you never to let her in here. Well, yeah, you did, except when you said that I should let her in so she could pick up your baby. Yeah, so? So give me my baby, Creamsicle. I may have been trapped in a sensory deprivation chamber for the last two months, but I'm over that now. And I want the baby that occurs, that courts saw fit to give me. What are you talking about? You don't have the baby. You have the baby. No, I don't. You have the I baby. I don't have the baby. Do I have the baby? Listen, Cream Puff, I know you've got that baby. Now, I'm still a little woozy from all this input, but I'll be back with a court order. And if you don't hand over a little what's-his-name, then I'll have your business. <laughs> Wow, gone in a puff of smoke. Holy gee, Hagman! I did have the baby last, didn't I? I've been so busy with everything happening lately, I, I forgot all about it. Now I've, I've just got to find it, stupid thing. Um, I know where it is. You do? Where is it? Um, it's been living in the air conditioning duct. Actually, I, I can hear it when it crawls around. Also, its diaper is in need of a changing. Blindy, if you knew the baby was there all along, why didn't you say something? I didn't want to comment on your on your parenting skills. What kind of person just throws darts into the wall of a recording studio? A fig kind of person. You know, this wouldn't have been a problem if you'd just used a dartboard like non-fig type people. I didn't need a dartboard. The holes on this part of the wall form the shape of a bullseye. What? Here, stand a little farther back and squint your eyes. Say, you're right. I can see a bullseye. I bet you could see all kinds of things in these dots. Yeah, like, for instance, a maze. A maze? Yeah, I could make it connect the dot that, when you complete it, forms a maze. And not just any maze, but a maze that takes up an entire recording studio. Fig, you're a genius. Oh, now my whole day's falling to pieces. First thing, I've got a baby in the air conditioning, and now Fig's a genius. Baby? Hey, Creamsicle, isn't that your baby? Yeah, we, we just fished it out of the vent. Look at it. It's all cold and dirty and skinny. Uh, I know. I need you guys to get this baby fixed up before Fanny comes back. Well, what do you need us to do? Fig, Fig, you take the baby and get cleaned up. Get it cleaned up. We, we, can't, we can't have him looking like he's been living, uh, you know, where he's been living. Okay. Gunnar, you run down to the Quonset Pizza and get this baby some food. 
Looks like he's been eating nothing but dust mutes and, and freon. Check. And Johnny, I need you to get this baby some clothes and a new diaper. Ah, uh, yeah. And let's see, that just leaves Fred. Fred, uh... Uh, what's Fred doing? He's drawing a maze on the wall. Oh. That's what I thought he was doing. Well, he looks busy enough, and I was I was out of task anyway. So, tut-tut, people. On the ball, snap to it. We've got a baby to prepare. And a short while later, Gunner arrives at Quonset Pizza. Hello, and welcome to Quonset Pizza. Would you like takeout, or will you be dining in? Oh, hey there, General. Since when do you greet customers at the door? Ever since that boy Pipples went and got himself banished to hell. You wouldn't believe all the extra work I've got around here. Gee, uh, sorry to hear it. Anyway, I'll, uh, just be ordering out, thanks. All right, Gunnar. What can I get you? Well, uh, what do you recommend for a baby? A pee-pee and nads. This harsh world's no place for a lady, son. Even the military can't harden those ladies sufficiently. Apparently, the only thing that can is other ladies. Um, I meant what kind of pizza do you recommend for a baby? Oh. In that case, I'll whip up one of my formula pizzas with mushed carrots. That sounds... all right. Priscilla, give me a number 12. Priscilla? New cook? Yeah, my old cook got banished to hell. Him too? Well, maybe he quit because of unsanitary work conditions. I'm not sure anymore. When the casualties start piling up, you get numb to it. They all start looking the same. Soldiers' names and tag numbers start to fade. Gosh, I'm sorry. Say, how did a general like you come to own and run a pizza place anyway? Well, that's a long story. I've got time. I'm waiting for a custom-made pizza. Well, Gunner, it all started back in the Good War. I was heading a tank battalion through northern Italy, racing all the other generals to Berlin. And I was just moving ahead of that British general, what's-his-name, and the other American general, what's-his-name, when we got slowed up trying to knock over this fortress in Padua. It was a fierce battle, but in the end, we took the installation. During our search of the building, our men found that the Italians had some Germans in the basement and they were researching some kind of biological weapon. It was pizza. Well, having interrupted their research and seasoned their work, we put some of our own Germans on the project. In the American labs, they tested this pizza on frat boys. The results were astounding. The pizza increased their constitution and resistance to head wounds. And that, Gunner, is how I invented the Marines. Wow. But wait, you weren't telling me about how you invented the Marines. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I was telling you about how I discovered pizza. But you didn't discover pizza. Those German scientists discovered pizza. Oh, never mind. If you can't enjoy a good story, then to hell with you. What's taking my pizza so long, anyway? Who knows? It cooks a monkey. Cooks a monkey? Named Priscilla? Yeah. Didn't I tell you already? No, you didn't. Priscilla! It appears that the two of you have had a previous acquaintance. That's right. Priscilla was my, my primate companion when I was stranded in the jungle until Adrian Creamsicle found me and made me a member of the Complacents. Uh, Priscilla stormed off in a fit of jealousy. But you're over it now, aren't you, girl? Aw, oh, just like a family again. Meanwhile, on a busy street in the city of California, Fig pushes Baby Oliver down the street in a baby stroller. Baby Oliver? So that's your name? So you must be a boy. That would explain your dingle. Google? That's right. Well, I've got to get you to... I've got to get you washed up. <laughs> Cute. There aren't any baby bath stores listed in the yellow pages. 
Where do people take their babies to be washed anyways? Maybe it's something they only tell mommies and daddies. I should have asked Mr. Creamsicle for more specific instructions. How does Fanny wash you, baby Oliver? Baby Oliver? Where are you? He was here just a minute ago. He must have crawled out of his carriage because he saw those balloons. Yep, there he is, following that boy. He was holding those balloons. All right, baby Oliver, I've got you. Hey, he crawled through that hole in the fence. He's in a construction yard. Oh, jeez. Watch out for that jackhammer. Oh, jeez. He crawled right under it. Oh, no. He crawled under a beam that's being raised up into the air. Oh. I've got to catch the next one. I'm coming for you, baby Oliver. Don't worry. Oh, watch out for that. Oh, oh, stay away from that. Oh, oh, you're too close to the edge. Oh, you're, oh, you're falling. Oh, caught him. Ouch! Another beam hit me in the head. Hey, where's baby Oliver? Oh no, I dropped him. He's falling into a cement mixer. Oh good, the cement mixer spit him out. But he's crawling right for that pile driver. He's gonna make it. He's gonna make it through. Oh no, the cement is hardening, slowing him down. He's frozen right beneath it! Thank you! Oh my! The pile driver shattered the cement. And the cement shattered the pile driver. But now baby Oliver's getting away again. Hey, get that baby out of here! Before I know it, I'll have to erase the this job is going X days without an accident sign. Sorry about that. Uh say, what kind of building are you building anyway? A crematorium. Oh, oh boy! Meanwhile, Johnny goes in search of baby clothes. So how am I supposed to get clothes for this baby anywho? I don't even know its measurements. I don't even know what kinds of things it lacks. For that matter, I don't even know the baby's sex. Speaking of which, I think I see a street vendor who might help me out. Flowers, flowers to sell. A pretty flower for you, Hanson? Why, hello there, little lady. Being one who has the equipment to birth babies, I was hoping you might be able to help me. Help you, kind sir. Yes, I would be happy to help you. Uh, 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 wow, and what equipment you got. Say, lady, I didn't notice it a moment before, but you're a knockout. Yes, men have been known to say that. Screw that, honey. You're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen on this here earth. What is your name? My name is Macarena. Baby, my name is Johnny Angelo, and I aim to give you the time of your life. Well, why don't we start with a drink? I like them expensive, and I like them fast. Think you can keep up? Baby, you want to try me? Yes, trying you out is precisely what I mean to do. A short time later in a little cafe on the other side of Little How Mexico. How's this for a spot to do a little romance in my little glazed honey bun? The dancing tostada. How appropriate that you should choose one of my favorites. Honey, for you, if, we, if you want it, I would choose one of your least favorites. Why don't you just get me a drink? Can do, and will. Hey, barkeep, give me a, give me your drink with the most exotic, dangerous-sounding name and make it a double. You want a name that denotes danger? Well, we have the demon viper vortex or this rusty nail in your foot drink. But in this case, I think the most dangerous drink might be the foolish suitor. The foolish suitor? What's in it? It is one part most beautiful woman. In all of Little Mexico, one part a foolish suitor. That's where the name comes from. 
mix into the wrong place at the wrong time with a big heaping sprinkle of Jose. Well, damn, man, I wanted some with alcohol in it. No, perhaps you misunderstand me, sir. You see, your lady friend, she is very beautiful. I'll say. She's got me hotter than the underside of griddle cakes. Yes, but you're not the only one who feels this heat. And soon when he comes, you will be feeling a hit of a different sort. What the hell are you talking about? I just want some damn drinks. Doesn't anybody in this place speak English? Look, I'm trying to tell you that the lady belongs to that man, Jose. Oh, never mind. He's here already. Who's here? Jose. Jose? Jose! Jose! Hmm, I wonder what he's gonna do. Meanwhile, back at Adrian Creamsicle Studios... Wow, I'm making great progress on this Connect the Dots maze. And the best part is, I number every dot as they go along, so by the end I'll know how many there are after all. Ah, I wonder what everyone else is up to. Alanis, how long has it been since those boys have gone? Uh, about an hour, I think. How long could it possibly take them? God, I should at least be back with the pizza by now. Oh, hey there, Creamy. Have I got a surprise for you? Oh, no. It's not one of those bad surprises, is it? Nope. Say hello again to Priscilla. Get this monkey off me. It's climbing all over me. Get it off Don't me. Get it off me. Don't her. It's Priscilla. She was with me when you found me in the jungle. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, now I remember. Didn't you say she was a mail-order bride or something? Actually, I was a mail-order husband. As in animal husbandry. Boy, we had a lot of catching up to do. I bet. Could you catch up with her now and get her off of me? Gee, creamsicle, don't you like monkeys? I like monkeys in general. Expect that they always act that they always act like monkeys. Well, sorry, I didn't know you'd be such a stiff shirt. Excuse me, but um, did I just hear a monkey talk? That's chimpanzee. How would you like it if I called you Neanderthal? Neanderthal isn't isn't that a kind of monkey too? Personally, I don't find it so surprising that you're a talking monkey or a chimpanzee. We had that talking dragon pad whirlybird flying around here all the time, for crying out loud. But what doesn't surprise me is that a chimpanzee from the jungle would speak with a trace of a British accent. Well, it's elementary, my dear Mr. Creamsicle. I'm not originally from the jungle. You're not. Priscilla. What, Gunner? I may prance around like some bestial nincompoop, but I won't lie for you. It's not lying if you just shut up. Wait a minute. If you're a British chimp, how did you meet Gunner? I was a lab animal in the biological research labs at Oxford University. They were subjecting me to a series of chemical injections when Gunner, a student at the time, rescued me from the lab. That was the beginning of our companionship. An Oxford student? No, wait, actually, he was an alumnus at that point. He waited until he had graduated so they couldn't kick him out if he was caught. So how did you end up at the jungle then? Well, wanting to put his master's degree in musical theory to use, Gunner decided to become a rock musician. Unable to break into the British scene, however, he retreated to the jungle, where he set out to become grungy and attain indie cred. Oh, wow. This is a bit much to take all at once. Is this, is this true, Gunner? Well, it worked, didn't it? I made it, didn't I? And, and didn't you get to ride my coattails along all the way? Uh, yes, you've been, a, you've been a great success, but but this changes everything. Your principles, your artistic integrity, everything you stood for. It's all been a sham, a facade. I didn't, I didn't even know who you are anymore, Gunner. I still don't. And if that is your real name, Gunner... It's Terrence. Meanwhile, back at that little cafe in Little Mexico... Hello, my name is Jose. 
And what name have you graced by the mere association? Sakarina. Sakarina. The very way my tongue must move to produce the sounds. Such sensual pleasures you give me even now. We shall see what more I may do for you. I can only hope I will not die before this is true. Hey, Baki! I thought you said Sakarina here belonged to this man, Jose. This is true. Well, if he's already got her, then why is he using pickup lines? No, no, you misunderstand. Jose never stays with one woman for more than the time it takes to climax. But all the women of uh, Little Mexico are his, for he is the greatest romancer, the greatest lover, and the greatest crooner in all of Little Mexico. Well, buddy, that's only because I ain't never been here before. Stand back, I might get you falling for me. You know, they say that a beautiful woman has a built-in odometer. I, however, am one who will roll yours back. Step aside, Jose. I'm loving on this girl tonight. I'm sorry, but while I never use the other side of a woman, I will not split her either. I think you got things a little mixed up, mister. I'm getting this girl drunk fast, and we're going to do it in the broom closet. And maybe back again in my place. Oh, really? And what makes you think that you can compete with the romantic skills of Jose Reese? What makes you think you can love this here Sakarina better than me? Because I have the heart, the mind, and the voice with which to woo a woman. I make love to her in song before I ever get to first base. Now, Sakarina, beautiful Sakarina, allow me to give this charlatan a demonstration. Barkeep, guitar! Sitting next to you here, glad to have you near. Never seen a girl so intense in my life. Give me hot a feeling, then in the space that You're giving off some powerful vibes. Your looks are good enough to kiss. Got me so worked up. Don't they a star? 
forward fall in the cuneta. I go to hell for bicicleta. I die a thousand times over, never wondering why. No one would put the sun back in the sky. Come rest your face in el mano. Donde esta, donde esta. kissing him. I'm sorry, Johnny, but his song just did more for me. What do you talk about? His song didn't even sound as Spanish as mine. Oh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. There's more to wooing a girl than pretty words or the way the notes are put together or your ability to play your instrument. You must feel for her in song. Your song must be your love, not about your love. Fluff sucker. See you on the other side of the climax. It's it's unbelievable! For the first time ever, I'm not getting laid! Meanwhile, at the City of California Municipal Zoo... Where's that baby Oliver? <laughs> I've been chasing him all day. Oh, there he is, crawling through that yawning lion's mouth. Dude, he just made it. Oh, now the elephant has picked him up with his trunk. Oh, he's throwing him over the wall! He's out of the zoo, and he's heading... Straight for Stanley Shammy's sensually sensational soaking wet bikini bay bumpin' wash. Oh no, of all the places that baby has crawled today, that's the most dangerous. I heard that some superhero got trapped in a sponge roller or something. And besides, he might see something he's a little too young for. I better try to convince that elephant to throw me over the wall too. Meanwhile at Creamsicle Studios... Look everybody, Johnny's back. You wouldn't believe what happened to me. And you wouldn't believe what happened in here. Why, what happened? Why is Gunner's face beat red? Why is your face lipstick red? Unfortunately, it only looks lipstick red. Hey, look, a monkey. Chimpanzee. Hey, look, a talking monkey. Hey, everybody. Fig's back. Does he have that baby? Finny should be here any minute. You wouldn't believe what happened. Oh, no. Don't tell me what happened. I got baby Oliver perfectly clean. Hey, that's the baby's name. I'd forgotten. Hey, yeah, me too. Now, now, Gunnar, you feed some pizza, and, and Johnny, you put his clothes on him. Oh, oops. I never got the clothes. 
You never got the clothes? That's okay. We'll just take Priscilla's diaper off her and put it on baby Oliver. Hey, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That all works out just fine. Johnny Fig, I guess there's something I have to tell you. Gonna? Whatever it is, don't you worry yourself about it. I'm so glad to be back among friends. I don't think anything you say now could upset me. That's right. We are friends, aren't we? Through it all, the good times, the hard times, it, the bad times, it never mattered what our differences were. We've always been friends. That's right, Gutter. One big, happy family. Except Fred. He's an oddball because he wasn't even supposed to be in the band. Now, Fig, that's not nice. Mr. Cranesicle, there's someone at the door. Oh, it must be Fanny. Is the baby ready? She sure is. I mean, he. All right, Alanis, let her in. Okay. Hello there. Mr. Duros. Mr. Duros? That's Agnew R. Duros, you creamsicle. What are you doing here? I came to talk about that Fred James of yours. Fred James? Uh, he's in the studio drawing a maze. I'll get him. You do that. Creamsicle, I've got exciting news. You won't believe what I... Oh, here he is now. Hello there, Fred. Hello, Mr. Duros. Fred, allow me to be the first to shake your hand. Uh, actually, it's happened before. No, I mean, I want to congratulate you. Fred, while you were drawing that maze in the studio, someone left one of the vocal microphones on. They also left the live feed onto my office. I spent the last three hours listening to your whistling, young man, and I even recorded most of it. And son, I have a hunch. No, I'm absolutely sure of it. You, Fred James, are going to be the recording sensation of the century. present. So what is going to happen next week on the final episode of the original Complacence radio series? You'll just have to listen to the next episode of this podcast to find out. Until next time, this has been the Complacence Podcast. This is Mr. Announcer, speaking.